Okay, it's recording this time. After my incredible and topical intro that was lost to the depths of time, uh, we, uh, we're trying once again, and now we have a guest this time. So Ian, I need you to contain your raucous laughter. Oh, uh, I will. No worries. And uh, we are joined by uh, the one and only uh, Danko Suvin of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon Podcast. Danko, how are you today? I am... Doing real bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> heard okay. Um, yeah, pretty pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, things are uh, ungood. One could even mm. say. Mm. Um, but uh, you know what? Th- there was a shining light in my day today, which is that I finally went ahead and watched the video that you wanted me to watch. Mm. I watched yeah. a good friend Doug. And he always he always makes my day better when I watch his videos. And that's why I definitely don't wait until 30 seconds before sending yep. you guys the link in order to watch my watch the video. I would never I, wait until, I... say, 15 minutes ago to start it. <laughs> I would never. I, 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 in fact, enjoyed it so much that I've I've already forgotten the name of the movie that he was talking about. Ooh. I just know it had the kangaroo rat ninja things. Yeah, yeah. It's a, right, yeah, so we are discussing Warriors of Virtue, hmm. uh, Dash Nostalgia Critic. Uh, one of his uh, lesser known cuts by the looks of the view count, uh, originally aired August 18th, 2009. So, the name oh, of this movie sounds like something that like my church's youth group would show me. As you yeah. say, I was expecting it to like have a Christian bent to right? it. But... It feels like it's always waiting around the corner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but so before we get into before we get into Warriors of Virtue and Doug's, of course, stunning and insightful commentary on the movie, uh, Danko, I must ask, uh, what, what familiarity have you had with Doug over the years? Was this a first time experience, or I'm I'm so glad you're asking because I was going to force this answer into things anyway. <laughs> but uh, so I remember years ago. Um, I was in a YouTube hole and he, I saw some kind of, uh, video of his sitting around about why the Tom and Jerry movie is shit. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I kind of remember thinking that was fine when I was a kid. And also, I don't know, is he going to say it's problematic? That's what these (laughs) usually are. Um, and, and I, I and I was so mortified by it because it, but per, per my per my memory i mean this was before you had a whole lot of people that uh, that really did that kind of thing or at least it wasn't something that i was terribly familiar with and so i thought he was just going to point out like i don't know uh, tom and jerry is bad because it's about it's anti-miscegenation or something <laughs> <laughs> when in fact it was just him nitpicking things in really bizarre ways and and, and then i but but because of his viewer count, I really thought people watch this unironically. And I guess some people do uh, or, or did, but I couldn't wrap my mind around it. How much of it was his, his how much of his audience was ironic and how much of it wasn't. And I'm still I mean, now it's a little bit clearer because yeah. iron has grown around him. Um but uh, yeah, and also I'm a huge fan of um, of Red Letter Media, uh, and so they've they've kind of gestured 
to him uh, in, uh, in 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 their ways, but in, a, um, in positive or negative ways. I know of Red Letter Media, but somehow have never seen anything by them. That negative ways, yeah. Uh, but uh, and and to to finish a very long answer, um, I I also know what's his name, Ralph the Movie Maker. Oh yes, yes. He he did a deep dive into Doug. It's a terrible thing to to hear anyone say. Eyebrow raise. You never want to dive deep into Doug. No, do not dive deep into Doug. How many times do we have to say it? Or even a little bit. <laughs> but uh, but his uh, his game show. You guys know about th- that thing? I nightmare. I cannot wait until we reach oh. the. I I want to wait until like this is. I need the world to know that I sat through his. What is it? Uh, Pop quiz hot shot. What was it called? Not, yeah, something not, like that. I think it's the, the, yeah. yeah. Something hot shot. It is such a bafflingly bad game show on every level. And it's I, I love the the very basic idea to it where you can give an answer that's a straight up lie or something so long as you make the the host laugh. I think that's actually a great idea for a game show. But Ooh. he laughs at stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> or doesn't laugh at great jokes because he gets almost. offended by them. He's like, yeah. why is someone making a joke on my show? <laughs> and the the energy of the show, like there was the like you know like a, one of the weird running bits he was doing because it feels like okay we're we're gonna turn this into a pop quiz hot shot episode just briefly because I think you're I think you're the only other thousand dollars yeah oh, I and Danko I think you're the only spit. other like living human being I've spoken to who has admitted to having like to having any knowledge of pop quiz hot shot but mm-hmm. the energy on it is so dark. Like yeah. one of the one of the running bits he had was that there was like a man with a gun who was pretending to be holding them hostage, but yeah. the people all looked like they were actually there at gunpoint. Like nobody was having a good time. They were all just like afraid for their lives at all and times. There, there were so so many rape jokes. Yeah, it's crazy. He loves a rape joke. He, yeah, lo- he loves, loves a rape, rape joke. joke. Yeah, you know the. Uh, you know, like the the weird like hipster Baltimore talk show that had Tom Myers on, uh, or they're like they're like yelling over him while he's doing the show. Like it feels like what he was trying to do was a game show version of that, but he just couldn't commit to the weirdness enough. So there's just like these like tendrils of darkness emanating Maybe out. That of- is like one of Doug's issues is because he famously like his taste in other media is like not terrible and it's weird. Yeah, it's baffling, well, like, but it's, it's like not the worst. He can't commit to it. Like what he does, can't commit like? to doing anything that controversial, or not even controversial, but just like not him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, does yeah. he like anything notable, like that we can think of off the top of our heads? He because... said that Brazil was his favorite movie, which I mm-hmm. think about a lot. Um, yeah, that's a hell of a <laughs> thing to hear from. It is a from wild take. <laughs> Especially coming from the nostalgia critic. Actually, I love Tarkovsky <laughs> films. <laughs> oh, I need I need Doug Walker to review Stalker right now. Uh, the The original conceit of this podcast was going to be that we were going to write reviews as the nostalgia critic, but for like things like Sallow oh, yeah. or Martyrs. Oh, yes. And then we realized a. That doesn't sound fun at all. I don't want to watch these movies. And B, 
we'd run out of track real quick. Also, who is that for? Yeah, the answer is (laughs) us. It would only be for us. Uh, So... I might uh, have to steal your idea now. Oh, if you do, I will, I will happily be a creative consultant on this sort of thing. Uh, but, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. And now I, I respect a podcast that is clearly just done for the host's own amusement. I I just did my annual re-listen through a, a closer look. So, oh, you know, I just... Season coming out? Oh, yes. Uh, Danko, are you I'm familiar with the closer look? Um, It sounds so familiar. What is... It's so unhinged. It's it's an NPR podcast about events oh, that never occurred. Uh, oh. is the best way to describe it. Um, in so, in like uh, uh, in ideological, these things never. No, like it's a or? scripted comedy podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah, but it's and done so, in an NPR style. Yeah, so oh, like they, they have fake sponsorship deals that generally devolve into them arguing with each other. Uh, the first one is all about like a fake World Series where. One of the teams was owned by the mafia and the other was run by a fundamentalist Christian cult. It is okay. yeah. truly okay. one of the greatest works of art I've ever listened to. Damn, um, no, I need to check that out. But anyway, hang on. I'm just looking it up right now so I can know for sure. I think it is. Yeah, it's Pop Quiz Hotshot. There it, it is. It is Pop Quiz Hotshot. Yeah, wow. It just Oh, evil vibes off just the thumbnail alone <laughs> on this playlist. Just say it's like Doug's smiling ominously. Uh but yeah, the fact that this is like what Doug was like, re- what he really yearned to create after he killed off the nostalgia critic is so funny to me. Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> is his fifth favorite movie. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it's an open li- that is, Okay. <laughs> that's an awesome pick. So where we, are you getting this list? Fifth. Yeah, where is this? <laughs> uh, it was made in 2009 um, by Doug. Of his top well, no good movies have come movies. out since then. That's true. His, it's <laughs> Brazil, Amadeus, To Kill a Mockingbird, Batman, and Eyes Wide Shut are his top five. Huh. Incredible. He he just looked at IMDb. A Clockwork yeah, Orange is number 12? Hmm. Fascinating. Just never-ending stream of wild takes from my man, Doug. Yeah. He's fascinating. He's a character. Yeah. Every time I think like, well, we have nothing more to say about Doug. We find thing we find things like this. We're like, no, there's still some there's a little bit of blood left to squeeze from this stone before we must before we need to throw in the towel. I, I, I gotta say, I I really have grown to resent bald bearded men with glasses. Oh really? <laughs> interesting take. Interesting I can't take. stand them. <laughs> right but let's uh let's let's take a look at warriors of virtue and doug's review of the movie what happens in that movie i just remember taoism yeah it is very funny that that's doug he approaches the world sort of like a less funny jerry seinfeld which is to say he just chooses baffling things to get mad at movies for and then like doubles down from there yeah uh, but yeah, and so yeah, he, Warriors of Virtue is about a child apparently who gets sucked into the magical land of Tao, which Doug is very convinced should be pronounced Tao. Uh, <laughs> Even though which they, they show they show the symbol of Tao 
over and over and over again. And it's not the symbol of the Tao. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a these different are different. Symbol. Completely different. <laughs> they just like wanted like a slightly, you know, they're like, well, we need something that sounds like it is from the Orient. What shall we choose? <laughs> Does uh, he think China's like, like that? I <laughs> Does he think Chinese people are rats? I was like, this is disrespectful. Uh, anytime the Chinese people were on, he blurred the screen. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like an editor, Lindsay Ellis, is just like leaning in from off screen and whispering into his ear. He's like, they don't look like that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time either. Lindsay I hate El- that I know who all these people are. Yeah, no, they, that's the thing, right? Is Doug, he wasn't the first angry white man to yell at a camera about movies. But oh boy, was he the most. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, everybody, like, all the Channel Awesome people, uh, either, uh, you know, like Jew Wario got outed as sexual predators and sh- killed themselves, or went on to become bread tubers like Lindsay Ellis. Uh, oh my God. Better known by her real name, the Nostalgia Chick. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway. I- I am my my knowledge of Channel Awesome outside of those terrible movies. Movies, there are two of them, right? There's four. Oh, there's oh Jesus! <laughs> we have watched yeah. the first one. Um, oh, me no. and Matt each of our own accord watched it a second time because neither of us believed it was. A, we were like, <laughs> it had to been that bad. I must have missed something. Surely, it was that, that bad. It, no, I got it the first time. Wow. It's our bizarre brand of contrarianism. It's like, if everybody tells me that I'll like a movie, I'm, I, I leave the theater like, wow, I can't believe I liked it. But when I'm watching a movie that I know is bad, that I have been told is bad by everyone else who's seen it, I'm like, that can't, I must be missing something. It can't be this bad. I don't understand. <laughs> I think just like in my cold, cynical heart, there's a part of me that wants everything to like have a purpose and be good. Mm-hmm. But right. it's just not the way it works, like at all. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I I'm sympathetic to that. I I love shitty movies so much, and I love defending things that other people think are bad because it's funny, uh, even if I don't believe it. But but yeah, I mean that those those movies, the little bits and pieces that I've seen of them, which which is not, I have not sat down and watched any one of these in their their entirety i'm not brave never should i should do it you've convinced me i'll do it (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) but i know there was a lot of abuse uh happening around these films right like yeah casts were being horribly abused by doug and his minions he decided that his cast didn't deserve like food on one of his (laughs) sets right even better than that it wasn't that he decided they didn't deserve it it was that he didn't realize that if you're on a film set, you should provide food and water for the people there. Like someone asked and he laughed because he thought they were making a joke until Lindsay Ellis told him like, no, like that you got to do that, man. Like, yeah, this is like a daycare. You got a desert. Like, We need water. Uh, you don't want them to leave, but you don't want to feed them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then Rob Walker uh, was, uh, you know, quite he was he was just like the devil from like every account that has been given. Oh yeah, all like, yeah. Rob would like scream and yell at us all the time. Uh, Doug just didn't really know what was going on. Uh, which is a very funny. It is it, but 
do you think that deep down, and I don't, I actually don't know uh, what I what I think about this, but do you think deep down Doug is an okay person? And he's just fucking dumb. This is such a complicated question. It is. And I have battled. Is so- I want to say yes because I think he's just an idiot. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's. The th- I think that like like truly in my heart. Person. I think that he doesn't have enough to like conceive of malice. He's yeah, just I don't like, think he, that. That's the thing. I never get a malicious vibe from Doug. No, it is like, even even in like you know his like insanely uh, questionable, for lack of a better term, bits. Uh, it's not like a, I, I detect something emanating from within that has made its way out. It's more like a he doesn't I don't get know, it. It's like. Yeah, it's like he's it's like middle scores, you know, where you're just sort of like grasping mm-hmm. at straws where you're like, oh, this is what's funny. Whoa, okay, my computer just freaked out trying to get me to update my computer. <laughs> no, it's thank you. The, uh, once you realize you can get a reaction out of a person, you just keep getting that reaction, whether what you're saying means anything. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think that's Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do generally subscribe to the philosophy that we should um attribute we, we we should never attribute to malice what we can attribute to incompetence but uh but also but yeah <laughs> <laughs> at what point we? does the at what point does the difference stop mattering uh you know like does Doug use weaponized incompetence is that what we're deciding <laughs> yeah, <I think> that's... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is very funny to go like, uh, like I'm there. I'm looking at the group of people who I have led into the desert, like the inverse of Moses. I have led these people into the desert with no food or water, and then go like, now everybody, to be clear, I didn't mean for this to go badly. I just didn't think to bring water. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, Doug. Doug is a weird thing. So. Actually, I have a I have a follow up question. I'm just going to come on to your podcast and interview you. Uh, no, please. But <laughs> but so I kind of a two parter. Well, a, a statement and then a question. But I find myself uh, very capable of of uh, loving very troubling, shitty people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there are a lot of them in media and otherwhere and 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 elsewhere. <laughs> otherwhere, who? Uh, that's what I'm I'm wearing right now it's my Halloween uh, underpants my other (laughs) (laughs) one it's really dumb Uh, (laughs) but um, but I can't get myself to like Doug Um, and and I guess that leads me to the question I mean you you guys spend a lot of time with him we do too much you time. Like- an unfortunate amount of time with this man. Yeah. Do you like him? No. No. No, <laughs> no not really. Um, Is it all loathing? Like, what's what's the sense? It's less even. Lo- it's more like when your your second least favorite coworker walks into the walks mm. into the building, and you're not like you don't even feel that strongly about it. You're just sort of like, ah, oh, I was hoping he wouldn't be in today, you know? Yeah, it's like when you no. see somebody on your shift that you don't really want to work with, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is my next yeah. Yeah, it's, little bit. It's yeah, the but guy... not, like, not like your racist coworker. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, walks up to you and is like, so I was reading through some statistics the other day. Like, 
Uh, no, it's it's more just like it's like your slightly annoying coworker who like doesn't yeah. share any interest with you, but will attempt to anyway. Mm-hmm. It's he that just complains about his wife the whole time. Yes, exactly yeah. that energy. Wow. Why, it's crazy why, how many of those people work in food service of the people who still <laughs> think a joke is like, my wife's a bitch. Yeah. The old right. ball and chain. Am I right, folks? Uh-huh. Like, I can name like five of them that I worked with this week. Like, it's like, I feel like that's, and I, I try not to be too cynical about human beings, but I feel like in a certain way, that's almost the default guy. Or maybe it's a generational <laughs> thing. I hope it's a generational thing. Granted, you could be talking about people your age. There's some people, yeah. Like, there is a guy that's around my age who he's like, he's in the military and he's married and he's very clearly not happy in his marriage, but he's like 22. Yeah, which explains it. I, I, I think what just happened is I is I just announced to a woman that the patriarchy exists. That's a cool move. <laughs> I love that. Now, stop me if you've heard this one before, but I think some men might be a little sexist. I don't know. I'm taking this one out for a spin. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I have a new little theory. <laughs> um, okay, but before we forget, can we talk about the costumes in Warriors of Virtue? Because I really need to talk about oh, they're these They're bad. These, <laughs> they look like somebody's like first attempt at a fursuit. Yeah, like oh, a fursuit yeah. without like, glue to put fur on. It's like they followed like instructional videos off of TikTok, and like yeah, just like, did their best. Like, they like look like they have skin. I yeah. I don't, they don't like, look like it. They have fur. It's so upsetting. Um, what do you think they were supposed to look like? I don't know what they're supposed like the to cover? be. Is this based off of anything? Hang on, let me. I'm just gonna look it up. I feel, I feel a mild terror uh, at the thought that maybe they're supposed to look like the way they are. Oh, hang there's on. There's no way. Is that on purpose? It may there's have no had a way sequel. it's on purpose. A sequel. It had a sequel. No, Warriors no, of Virtue: The Return to Tao, which starred Kevin Smith. No. He was in it, apparently. <laughs> Kevin Smith was in it. Uh, yet another okay. one of my bugbears. Speaking of people who make bad movies. Uh, and for only $3. You can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. Holy shit. Future Patreon episode? Or? Yeah, future Patreon episode. <laughs> here's, here's, but, the dark, uh, here's the dark part of this. The one, the only dark thing that we're going to bring up during this episode. Mm. Um, I'm I'm looking at uh, images from the film on Google Images right now, including the toys that they made. Oh, no. And I am certain that during my uh, childhood, I owned some of these. Fascinating. I know. It's really upsetting. I knew I was abused, but I wasn't sure how intensely. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> hang on. What? What? I, this is a different Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. A different well, Kevin Smith true. dies in it. But, like, when you look it up, it says that Kevin Smith, you know, and then there's a picture of the Kevin Smith <laughs> we all know and love uh, right next to him. 
But then I scrolled slightly farther down and it said the death of Kevin Smith on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? He's dead? The shooting was touched by misfortune, which is a light word considering the next half of the sentence. Okay. When actor Kevin Smith died while visiting a film set in China, which for me, I would say that is slightly more than being touched by misfortune. Like maybe tragedy, perhaps. Uh, but yeah, you know, they're like, ah, rough luck, guys. Uh, but on February 6, 2002, <laughs> while waiting for a car back to his motel, and after completing work on Warriors of Virtue 2, Smith decided to walk around the Central China Television Film Studio grounds and climbed a fantasy prop tower in a set of another film, then lost his footing and fell face-first approximately <laughs> three stories onto concrete. He was taken oh, to a hospital, gosh. then transferred to Beijing, and lapsed into a coma and was on life support for 10 days until it was ended. Touched by misfortune. Touched by misfortune. A touch of misfortune. That is kind of a goofy way to die, is by like climbing a fantasy prop. I don't know why they felt the need to clarify that he fell face first onto the concrete. That's (laughs) rude. Homie tripped. Uh, After Kevin Smith fell onto the concrete, and when they lifted him up, his head was perfectly (laughs) flat on top, like a Looney Tunes (laughs) character. Like. <laughs> also, um, Angus McFadden, uh, uh, or however the fuck you pronounce his name, is in this movie. And he was oh, in really? like Die Hard, not Die Hard. Jesus, what is wrong with my oh, brain? Um, uh, wait, is uh, he the guy Braveheart. who played? Yeah, he's the yeah he's the villain he's, guy, right? And he played he, yeah because I think Doug even mentions that he was in Braveheart. Oh, he uh, might. I, I gotta be honest, I blacked out for a part of watching this. Man. Uh, little transparency. <laughs> I was a little drunk off of Hennessy drinks while watching this. Um, so, sorry, now I'm just working on, I'm just looking through Kevin Smith, in parentheses, New Zealand actor, uh, and his, his illustrious filmography. One of his last films was the mockumentary film Love Muscle, parentheses, 2001 in which he played himself, covering the story of a small town in New Zealand, following the discovery that a local shellfish had similar effects to Viagra. You you shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to play yourself in a movie called Love Muscle. I yeah, it's, thought, it like, should be Love illegal. Muscle could be referring to a couple of different things, and one of the things I was thinking of was not shellfish. Like, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> Shellfish exactly. was not it's... on my mind when you said Love Muscle. I'm like, this could either be like a weird rom-com or like highly inappropriate, but you said fish. So actually, I was thinking of shellfish, and I thought it was erotic anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, wow, this is now I'm on the IMDb page for this for for so love muscle. This is dark. This is a really bad spiral we're going down into. Yeah, I do this frequently. I'm sorry. Please, it's if you ever if you if you ever decide you have more you want to talk about, feel free to uh, steer yeah. us back into uh, the the task at hand. You know, speaking of Kevin Smith, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you know, there's a Clerks 3 that just came out. There is? Yeah, I saw a fucking ad for it. Frankly. It's in theaters right now. I didn't even realize there was a, well, I guess I knew there was a Clerks too. I just try not to think about it because I didn't like the first <laughs> Clerks. I think they're bad. Uh, I thought the first but, one was fine when I was 17 and I haven't seen it since. So. Yeah, I have exactly. never seen it. I do not know what this movie is. It's, it's really classy black and white movie. 
Yeah, it's it's Kevin Smith's like first movie. Uh, so it's the thing that like set off the apocalypse of every single character on TV now going like, well, I think this new Batman storyline, like, dude, yeah. it's okay. Shut Not up. every character <laughs> has to have these interests, but you know, Clerks is about several surprise, surprise Clerks as they go about yeah. their days. Uh, and you know, they have the geeky conversations you do. And for a certain yeah. kind of person, mostly people who were 17 at the time, it was like, wow, that is what my life is like. Right. Uh, but, you know. That's the interesting thing about this. This is fascinating. This is really fascinating to me. Um, because I think back to that, uh, and, uh, of course, the reason that I liked it was was for the reason that you, you, you established, which is that, oh, this is, reminds me of, of my life and the way that my friends talk. But I, um, I was trying to think back because I hate that type of person. Uh, and I was wondering, did I hate that type of person? I did. I still hated that mm. type of person. So why did I like that movie? Uh, interesting. Interesting. And it's it's because they they found a world where I could get along with my own fucking friends. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's a powerful vibe. Clerks film. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I forgot that it was actually in black and white. You were not making that up. Oh, no. um, do like yeah, male just... friends all secretly hate each other is that just oh, like yeah. how male friendships work not yeah, always but in high anyone. school <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i don't think that's always the dynamic but i think in some cases it is where there's just sort of like that quiet hostility towards each other and you don't really have mm -hmm. anything to do with it interesting interesting yeah but you're yeah, also like, like, I mean, what am I going to do? Sit by myself? No, I'm just going to sit with these guys I hate and then <laughs> constantly argue with them. And, and you know, uh, Mike, who you had on here uh, before me, because you like him more, I get it. Um, <laughs> Look, he, he followed uh, me on Instagram first. I'm sorry. You know, it's just inevitable. He, he likes Lord of the Rings, uh, which makes me look down on him uh, as a shitty person. Um, and, you you uh, <laughs> don't like Lord of the Rings, I take it? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I think Lord of the Rings is fine. Uh, I, uh, but I, I don't want to talk about it, and you I don't want to think that about love it. it. And I, I hate people that even like it. So I, I also hate myself. Um, but, um, but yeah. So, so uh, you know, if if uh, Mike decided to talk to me about, uh, say, Tom Bobadil a fucking again, again, like he always does, that fucking idiot. At least the Bombadil cut. Um, then, then, then I would be very upset about it in real life. But being transposed into a movie where they're like, why don't they just ride the eagle? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm one of the characters and I don't start choking uh, the person behind the counter immediately is such a fucking incredible fantasy for me. Uh, and it's, it's like watching porn, really. <laughs> Your porn is just watching people just get along. And yeah. like have common interests. <laughs> exactly. <That's>, exactly. <laughs> which is somehow so much more depraved. It's uh, so much worse. It. Like I just yeah, I watch I porn, I just stop you. right before they take their clothes off. Uh, yeah. I'm like, ah, a yeah. happy family. Ah, such good friends. Uh, <laughs> look at these two well oiled, muscly men and their kinship. Um <laughs> They get along so watching. well. It seems like they have so many common interests. Yeah, I accidentally jump a little far. I'm like, whoa, guys, did you know what happens later on? Uh, <laughs> check this out. 
<laughs> How did this get made? Um, but yeah, uh, no, and I feel that. I think, I don't know. I also think there were just people for whom, like, seeing that there were other guys out there who also had the same, like, lame grievances about how Lord of the Rings wasn't written properly because they didn't do the least interesting thing they could have with it. (laughs) Uh, They're like, oh, wow, he's just like me. Why didn't they Uh, write the eagle? Because it'd be a boring fucking movie. That's about it. Yeah, like Tolkien wrote down in his notes, he was like, I really don't want to, I don't want these eagles to show up too much because they kind of suck. Uh, so, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use them sparingly. Little OP. Uh, I, I I just I just discovered something, which is that um, it's probably Kevin Smith's fault that we have Joe Rogan. Hmm. Okay. It Hang on. Explain. I, must, I need to know. It fills the exact same need for for awful awful men. Uh, is that it's just oh these are two people getting along and having a conversation for three hours. Oh my god. Yeah, and I think Joe Rogan into like the male need for friendship that is just unfulfilled in their lives. Well, and it's I think it's less even like the male need for friendship, and it's more like the specific this kind of male need for not just friendship, but friendship where every conversation makes you feel like you are smarter than everyone else. Right. Uh, But to every outside observer, you go, "Oh, these are the dumbest people I have ever seen." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. However, to, to briefly return uh, Danko, yes, to I'm... your point, I think many people uh, like media properties, but hate all of the other people who like it. Oh, uh, sure. You know, like for instance, you know, I I enjoy Rick and Morty every now and then, but I would rather be publicly executed than call mm-hmm. myself a fan of Rick and Morty and wade yeah. into that cesspool of humanity. Uh, That's an especially depraved one for some reason. It's because it's it's the most like it's the edgiest a show can possibly get for redditors to still like it. So you feel like you're a bad boy when you're watching it, <laughs> and yeah. they go like, "Ooh, love God is like bad real. boys." Yeah, and you're like, "Wow, what a groundbreaking take! <laughs> Atheism in 2022, so brave. <laughs> I'm so intelligent." Right, it and just- then yeah. Yeah, the, and and the more that people can be convinced that uh, nihilism or not caring about things can actually have a significant intellectual backing, um, I I feel like that type of person is fucking craving that at all times. That's yeah, very- yeah, and you just I don't know. I think there's also just the fact that I think people think that because Rick and Morty gestures towards like things that matter or things that like are discussed seriously uh they're like wow the show is so smart it's like no it isn't the show is very dumb which is okay yeah uh but <laughs> you, you, I don't mean, know. you mean the plumbus show isn't uh extremely intellectually stimulating <laughs> at all moments yeah exactly uh it's you know every now and then they have a joke that relies on you having heard of the concept of schrodinger's cat before but like <laughs> you know nine times out of ten it's just like what if the burping man killed someone? <laughs> which, which is, you know, frankly, uh, as as an intellectual, uh, the moments of the show that I've enjoyed the most is you know what yeah. show I fucking hate. I fucking hate Big Mouth. Fuck that. Oh show. yeah, fuck Big yeah. Mouth. Fuck Nick Kroll. 
a pedophile who yeah. only has the power he does because of his parents' connections, mm-hmm. in parentheses, also pedophiles, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Can't John say Mulaney, that one. Yeah, John Mulaney is a... Well, it's very funny to me that white women decided they hated him last year after he, like, got a divorce. Uh, but, oh, yeah. It was after he had a child with that other girl. Yeah. They were yeah, like, he, I hate him and this baby. Yeah, he divorced the one broad <laughs> and then had a baby with someone else. I don't know. White Boy Summer was in full swing. White but, Boy Summer uh, was great. It was like after he got out of rehab, too. Yeah. Um, and he, then, admittedly, uh, this, this year he did land in hot water for uh, having Dave Chappelle on, which probably not a great move. Uh, there's a but, you know going around on like TikTok now or whatever about him right before he went to rehab talking about how the queen should just die. <laughs> like on, on like, TV being like oh, that's very cool, stupid he should just wait for his mother to keel over <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hey, sick. and then he like went to rehab the next day yeah he's like I'm gonna get out of here before the uh, before responsibility sets in for this <laughs> uh, the, the thing about John Mulaney is that I've, I've all uh, I hated him before other people hated him uh, because, you know, I, I just hate the, like, bow tie, skinny white guy thing. I think it's really mm-hmm. obnoxious. Um, because no one is a good person. Uh, stop pretending to be one. Uh, but, and, and of course it was, he wasn't a good person in the end. And I love the idea of him having, like, a weird confused, um, like, aesthetic where he's like halfway between his stage character and who he really is, where suddenly he's wearing like a bow tie and a leather jacket while he's like freebasing Coke and like putting a baby in someone he shouldn't. I hope he's uh, still doing the same jokes, jokes though. Yeah. What was that? The same jokes oh, yeah. though, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What and is like this the, the leather jacket in a hospital small. and then he does like a line of cocaine. Yeah. I also I just hate that joke in particular too because the because I honestly I don't hate John Mulaney I've got nothing against him like as a comedian but that joke I hate so much because it's like well maybe there's maybe maybe there's a fascist isn't that silly but you know eventually he'll be gone so it's okay like, oh good. wait what is the joke I thought that the the horse the in the hospital that, that was Trump, him talking about yeah Trump. Trump being president is like if there was a horse in the hospital and there's nothing you can really do about it except wait for the horse to leave yeah and you just hear That's new the, things every day about like oh the horse has started to use the elevator and you're like hmm weird and then you move on you should probably kill the horse yeah I was gonna say <laughs> should, you yeah. should assassinate the horse that is <laughs> yeah and to be clear, we're only talking about the horse, but you should yeah, take a high-caliber rifle mm-hmm. and travel to Mar-a-Lago, and then, you know, and then kill do what must be done. Uh, but <laughs> we need more glue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I that joke always annoyed me because of that. Yeah. Like, the fact that it made, you know, the worst Democrats you know go like, wow, it will be okay in the end. Uh, oh, good, good. I'm so glad that this is our takeaway. But I would also, so much more more prefer a, a Dave Chappelle than a John Mulaney at this point. Yeah, and no, I know I, like neither one is. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying we should have either one of them, but I'd rather comedians just be outright, you know, kind of shitty about things instead of actually things are going to be just fine, but aren't they goofy? Yeah. What I think the thing about Dave Chappelle, right, is obviously bad views. Uh, it's, yes, it's not ideal, yes. but not great. In the very least, he's not like 
saying it for attention. Unlike yeah. like a Ricky Gervais. Say it with like your chest. It, yeah, who like yeah. on his show, he walks up, he's like, and now I love trans oh. people. I have nothing against them. That said, you should be killed. And the audience <laughs> goes, ha ha, he, he really spoke truth to power. Those those foolish trans women, they That's, should be killed. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, of of, of the three, so so I yeah, I guess Ricky Gervais is the is the center of the Venn diagram between the two of these guys. It has good views, but only says bad things for attention, is, mm-hmm. and and which is the worst kind of person. Which is something I never do, personally. Okay, I so, note though, I at least views, we're being anything. clearly ironic about it. Like he'll like yeah. stagger onto the stage sure. and be like, sure. "I hate trans people. They don't understand science." And then later on, he's like, "No, I don't actually think that. I just said it for fun. I wanted people to notice me. I wanted to be, you know." But but he also mixes it in with his like um, theoretically accurate viewpoints about, "Oh, did you know that God's not real?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like owning, owning the priests in the audience. You know, wow, you really got them, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. All those ministers who have traveled from across the land to come see you—they are really feeling foolish right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then my other big problem with John Mulaney, though, is that he like—it feels like every guy who tries to be a comedian now thinks they have to do a voice. In order to be funny, oh, so yeah, like, like a stage voice. Yeah, so like, so I was going to the store the other day, and you're like, no, you, it's okay, why are buddy. you talking with a transatlantic accent? Like, why <laughs> is that going on? Yeah, you don't have to do this. It's okay. It's just, not 1950s radio. You can talk like a person. Just try telling a funny story. We'll laugh at that. I actually this this makes me think of a, a fucking amazing character that someone that's actually funny should do, uh, which is just like. William F. Bu- just a William F. Buckley, but he's funny. Oh. <laughs> William F. Buckley. This is the, the kind of it's, autism it's I have. It's like I watch like old firing line episodes. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, wow, look at this. Jack Kerouac sure was miserable. Uh, <laughs> Alan Ginsberg sure was a fucking weird guy. Yeah, oh boy, yeah. he was questionable. That was the, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the great thing about learning that about like the beat poets is going like, Oh, the two who I could never really get into, Burroughs and Ginsburg, they were both pedophiles and Burroughs like shot his wife. So, you know, I feel a little better about not really liking them that much. Look, the the, <laughs> the shooting was semi-consensual. <laughs> yeah, it, look, I trying to William tell your wife while drunk is not I think that counts as murder. Like you know what's going to happen. <laughs> if you're it's, like, babe, it's a real bro move. You they know. put this apple on your head as I'm like pumping a 12 gauge. Like, all right, <laughs> now watch this. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the episode where he had Kerouac on is awesome because he is so visibly just miserable and drunk, just in agony in every moment that the camera is on him. At one point, he just like starts singing to someone in the audience, like not paying any <laughs> attention does. to what's going on. God. That show rules. I'm sorry. Like, you know, William F. Buckley, of course, is a, a monster and also a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, and, and <laughs> they they all are. You're all pedophiles. What's up, my dudes? Stop being pedophiles. <laughs> that's my <hot> <laughs> <for> the- <laughs> What's the deal <laughs> with pedophiles? At least when oh. I dated a 17-year-old, <laughs> it was legal. Thunderous applause from the audience. <laughs> you don't need to go to the Virgin Islands? Just travel here. Manhattan Island. It's right there. 
Oh. We, um, those are the two types of, uh, of amazing American entertainer, really. Is, uh, is Doug and William F. Buckley. Hmm. Uh, Doug <laughs> might be a pedophile. <laughs> Allegedly, there's only allegedly one type of great American entertainers, and that is pedophiles. Yeah, for some reason, they're all there. Yeah, and hey, I mean, look, you're lucky if you're one of the pedophiles who's also talented at something. Like some of them just have to be like little league coaches. Like, yeah, at least like Michael like Jackson had a great yeah. voice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Oh. It, you don't want to be the kind of pedophile where if the allegations come out, everybody goes. Oh yikes! And then you go to jail. You want to be the sort of person where, like, someone wants to go. I don't know if I believe that. Separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I like. I like the idea of it being like he's the best little league coach ever, and they're like, this might just be the price we have to pay. Like, we're going to the World <laughs> Series. Like, we gotta. <laughs> who knows what he's doing to him, but it's working. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the kids that don't spend all that time with him really seem to like him. <laughs> he really seems to be excelling and like, if we have to sacrifice a couple for the group, you know, great or good. <laughs> you gotta crack a few eggs, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every good chef knows this. Jesus. Is this where, where this podcast usually goes? Is talking about uh, uh, who all the famous pedophiles are? A good amount of the time, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, much yeah. more often than you would think. <laughs> Our roots are in random accusations of people being pedophiles. Yeah, it's 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 where I cut my teeth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. Side note: My I'm roommates not. are throwing like a fucking rager right now. I don't yeah, know if you guys can hear that? it. I don't know. It sounds great. Yeah, just imagine. For listeners at home, it's a studio audience in another room, and they're just laughing at our <laughs> jokes whenever anything happens. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Jerry Seinfeld, pedophile, but not a <laughs> <laughs> People really um, hate when you bring up Michael Jackson being a pedophile. Like what was people that? don't people don't like when you bring up Michael Jackson being oh. a pedophile. People don't like that yeah. one. Yeah, because it's uncomfortable to think about his like barbershop pole penis. <laughs> that is the worst thing about it you're right um, <laughs> no i mean i think i've said this on mic before but my take has always been somehow it's sadder if he wasn't molesting those children it's and weird he just, like, actually wanted to hang out with them or you're like what? at least i understand the rationale if he was you know abusing them and traumatizing them for life like i get where it was coming from but if right. he just wants to like hang out with a seven year old, you're like, oh, oh man. <laughs> you, you know he, what he should have done is uh, is to get back at the world for his father's abuse was the the Janet Jackson, where you end up making a song that crashes computers. That's pretty that? sick. No, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it so so apparently one of her songs, um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Rhythm Rhythm Nation. Uh, the uh, the baseline in it would uh, cause hard drives to fail. Um. <laughs> you good, Matt? And microphones to fall off desks. Exactly. Uh, but, the power of uh, Janet and, Jackson, folks. Yeah, yeah. And I no, love that, that like that rocks. terrorism. Yeah, <laughs> creating like a zip bomb in the form of a song <laughs> is so cool. That is um, cool. 
And I like that, like, the, you know, like the FBI is like knocking on Michael Jackson's door. And he's like, Janet, I need help. <laughs> I need something that can wipe a hard drive fast. Uh, <laughs> she's like, she did it. Oh, my God. She's like, sit tight, Michael. I got you covered. <laughs> oh, what a family. What a fantastic family. And I mean, with a father as like it healthy as theirs was i can't I believe know. that this is what happened to all of them me and my ex got in a fight about michael jackson being a pedophile the same night that he tried to convince me the clockwork orange wasn't famous so like what i think fuck? he was just wrong what he was very yeah. convinced that a clockwork orange was not a famous movie and i was like it's pretty famous and he's like no yeah, Did I only you watch underground filmmakers. It? Have you heard I of pointed out Stanley the Kubrick? director? I pointed out what it made at the box office. I pointed out, like, I I came with statistics, and he's like, no, it's not famous. Huh. I will uh, never be able to do this. <laughs> the most puzzling thing yeah. that anyone said tonight. It's what I said when I was told this for the first time, too. I was like, huh. Right? Interesting. It's just, a, I, I think it's just because he didn't know what it was. And he wanted to, like, save face. So he's like, well, if I don't know it, no one can. Of course. Of course. Cin- yeah, no, cinema, it is the children cinema who are solipsism. Wrong. What? I just said cinema solipsism. It was a- cinema solipsism. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was in a philosophy discussion group earlier today. And uh, I don't think I have ever been more just angry in that <laughs> in that class than I was when Someone raised his hand today. We're talking about like, you know, identity and labels and how those things sort of correspond to each other and interact. And this guy, this motherfucker raised his hand and said, I just think we should be focusing on things that have objective meanings like language. Whoa. (laughs) And I, my friend said that I looked at him like I was going to kill him when he said that. Like, I was like, oh, I was just, you think language has objective meaning? Just the, I think it's the only time in the room I've ever seen everyone all at once just go, huh? Like, it, and I asked a follow-up question later on. And I was like, so to be yeah. clear, you, you meant that language has objective meaning. Like there is a Not true- objective, objective. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I think it truly, I think words correlate to what they describe. And it's like, well, yes, but- they do so objectively. subjectively. Like I don't. I but I was just imagining, like you know, in another life, one where I was that a little man more mean. May have been a robot. Yeah, like I, yeah, <laughs> I think we should focus on the objective things. I'm just things, gonna say it. Like zeros and ones arranged he, in sequences. Yeah, he, he's either a robot or he is a like thirteenth uh, century like Christian monk. Yeah, he was he's, he's, he's one he's of the two. Very dumb. But uh but no, it's just <laughs> a baffling take. Invite I him just, on. I <laughs> Yeah, I, have was, him on. I wanted to just like engage with him one on one, uh, with you know, using of course objectively meaningful language. Mm-hmm. And I was just imagining like I feel like it'd be the scene in True Detective where Rust Cole is like in the catacombs being taunted by uh by Childress, like wandering around, coming into these dead ends full of bones. Like <laughs> That's that's what I imagine oh a conversation would end up feeling like. Is he's there like, no, no, these words do have meanings. Just, I'm like, wow. Well, what? 
if I repeat that sentence with a slightly different intonation, what just happened? Oh, the meaning changed. Oh, no. Uh, Maybe but... it's not the words, huh? huh? That is so puzzling. I mean, he had to have gotten that from like contemporary discourse uh, from like Ben Shapiro. Or I was going to say like right? Jordan Peterson, like, it's, man. It's got to be that. The postmodern right? neo-Marxists, they will tell you that words don't objectively correlate to things that exist. You can't call someone a they because we are all individuals. Yeah, I did. I did appreciate that later on in the in the class, he like stopped dancing around what he was trying to say and was like, and I think like, you know, some labels that are objective, our society says aren't like, for instance, gender. It's been sh- and I was like, yeah, there it is. Brother. OK. And at that point, I did. And the get a other little, shoe drops. Yeah. And at that point, I did get a little rude because I was like, OK, now I'm I'm going to bat for something other than you being dumb about philosophy. Now you're saying like yeah, trans now, people don't oh exist. You know, I so love that he's like, up, language Doug. is objective. Yeah. It's a right wing pipeline. Like what a what a weird. Well, but that's yeah. the thing. It it's the sort of thing that stems from like a Petersonian approach to the world, right? Where it's like that. Like there's just there's just truths out there, and and the leftists don't want you to know that. They want you to think that it's all subjective. Uh, they want you to think that the word chair doesn't have. There's not a platonic form of a chair that that refers to. They instead think it, it correlates to a, a group of ideas about what constitutes a chair uh, or whatever they get chaos. <laughs> you look at the Jungian archetype of the dictionary. Uh, but, um, right. And, and, and all of these people, uh, I mean, at least on the Petersonian end, are so obsessed with this idea of, you know, things being archetypal or having some kind of mythic uh, backing to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite thinking that everyone th- everything is one to one, it's it's really fucking bizarre. It's it's There's cool. It's very postmodern like, cognitive dissonance that I think that maybe they don't recognize with all of yeah. that. It's yeah, very it's it's very strange. They're just I'm a, in, a group of powerful minds. <laughs> I'm in a psychology of religion class, um, which I go to like a very Christian university. But like my professor is like, yeah, we're just the crusaders. Relax. Um, Did I dox you? Did I just dox uh, you? I've doxed myself worse than that before. It's fine. I don't live like on campus, so it'll be okay. Uh, (laughs) Where do um, you live? So my address is. Uh, But my teacher's always like, well, this is how you should be able to like, you should be comfortable doubting things. And the students just have such a hard time with that because a lot of them are like, they they like want to engage with the material, but they don't know how without like openly doubting their faith and they're uncomfortable with that. So it's a very like weird dichotomy. Strapping them to a chair and reading them Kierkegaard like in A Clockwork Orange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not a religious person, but... uh, during the point, points in my life where I was, I mean, doubt was was helpful, right? Uh, yeah. Until it wasn't. <laughs> it doubt really is really helpful <laughs> until all of a sudden you're not religious anymore. But uh, and especially if you're and assuming the school is Catholic um, or Je- Jesuit, are they considered mm-hmm. Catholics? Uh, it's, it's, but, uh, it's Baptist. Oh my God, Baptist yeah, we're, we're Protestants. Uh, um, yeah, but, I'm in the Bible Belt, like. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, the that... Catholics were all chased out in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. 
I, oh my god <laughs> yeah i I love baptist crusaders i think that's so fucking cool <laughs> yeah it's rough They're all wearing white hoods and shit it's very it's <laughs> i took out like a sore thumb at my school it is so bad like <laughs> on one of my first days there uh a guy was like i just don't get why so many people here have tattoos don't they know they can't be buried in our cemetery wait hang on <laughs> This is a Jewish school, right? <laughs> I... He was like, I just don't get it. You're like desecrating your body and your body is a temple. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fascinating thing to me because the the way that uh, Protestantism has always seemed to me, and I was raised half in it, uh, mm-hmm. was is is that it really is just the church of Satan with like nicer lighting in the sense that everyone is their own God. Uh, yeah, and so everyone can come up with their own thing and that's okay. And as long as you're here, it's good. Yeah. And so like you can make these, these uh, bizarre paradoxically uh, kind of objective statements about like, how dare you uh, fucking put ink into the body of your temple because I wouldn't do that, uh, mm-hmm. and that would that would conflict with my individual uh, individualism. Oh my it's really yeah, it's it's the the young conservatives group at my school a couple oh, of years is, ago. That sounds oh, dark rough. already. Oh, it is. They put out like flags, and they're like each flag represents this many babies aborted every year. <laughs> um, but what they didn't realize is they put it out the night before the landscapers come. Yes. <laughs> so it got picked up before anyone saw it. But me and my roommate did go and steal some of the flags. So we have like our like point whatever babies. That's also just a it's also just a very funny thing to do is like set up set up like I presume American flags? No, they were pink. Okay. Cause I was imagining like a bunch of American flags where it's like each flag represents a baby no, aborted overseas. But yeah, exactly. Uh I <laughs> Did I talk about the the nine eleven memorial that was constructed in my town uh, you last might have year? I to save that for the Patreon, but I'm interested. Oh yeah, oops, yeah, we are getting a little I'm close. Really but um, so uh, Dango, before we go into plugs, I have a question oh for you. A question oh that I've God. asked every single one of our guests. Oh uh, Jesus! Up until they've all answered no, oh, so it's Christ. okay. They've all answered no. Okay. And then we end the call immediately before they can do plugs. <laughs> so, no pressure. Uh, have you read the groundbreaking piece of journalism known as Program to Kill, written by independent journalist Dave McGowan? Someone is knocking on my door. Give me one moment. What a, what a way to... Have you read Program to Kill, though? Uh, um... I don't I don't think I have but is this it it kind of rings a bell this is about serial murder or It's about the CIA and what's... serial killers I believe. Oh I so it's like an MKL thing? Yeah it's it's okay. it's kind of an MK Ultra thing. I believe. Yeah it sounds Not familiar but I don't think I've read it. it. Apparently they were doing cleaning checks in my apartment today and so he Glanced in the room and said, yeah, you're cool. And then carried on. Nice. <laughs> Program to Kill is like CIA and serial killers, right? Uh, not necessarily CIA, generally CIA, but not always. Uh, but yeah, it's about <laughs> uh, the explosion of serial murder that occurred in like the 60s through the 80s and then okay. just sort of stopped. And right. it's just him going, hmm, let's explore this. Why did this happen? 
and he so he basically just he went through all of these cases and just sort of piece by piece found every like weird coincidence or it's like huh strange that they happen to start killing animals immediately after like coming into contact with this mk ultra associated doctor and things like that uh it's oh my god it's very interesting and it's i I always tell people even if all the things in it aren't literally true it's like spiritually true because the cia is evil and makes americans do evil things so anyway i highly recommend it i eventually i will ask one of our guests and they will answer yes Um, the best day yeah i highly recommend it uh okay with all that said uh danko where can the people find you my brothers and sisters in christ uh you can find me on the benzo rehab dungeon uh podcast uh as uh, as was mentioned before you can find that uh, everywhere that podcasts are bought and sold do people buy podcasts no one buys podcasts. on vinyl on vinyl. <laughs> i can wait for uh hard copies to come in <laughs> that would be a pretty sick thing to drop for like an anniversary is like ooh it's the racist really episode cool. printed on vinyl. Ooh. But uh but so I, I co-host that so I'm uh I'm on there with uh uh with Mr. Michael Deebs uh and then otherwise I have my weekly writing workshop if you want to learn how ooh. to make uh beautiful pieces of art uh that are almost as good as the channel awesome stuff. Uh, then uh, come over to the Warrior Workshop. Uh, that's patreon.com slash truncata, T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Uh, that's uh, every Saturday. Uh, and we have a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, last little thing would be that I was actually just on Schizotopia, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And if anyone hasn't checked that out, you should check it out. Uh, we uh, been on there a couple times and he's always very charming um and eventually i think he'll put out that episode for free you won't have to pay for it nice perfect i love not paying for things i consume uh, <laughs> all right uh and then uh for those of you who are here listening uh most of you know the drill but some of you might have been pulled over by the allure of more danko content so if you aren't a regular <laughs> doug zone listener please uh, subscribe to us on whatever you're listening. Give us a good review if that's possible. You can follow us at Doug Zonecast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we are at The Doug Zone on TikTok. And uh, Patreon. And Patreon. We do have a Patreon. I almost forgot. Uh, Don't I forgot, about about, forgot about the thing I'm being paid to remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Doug Zone. Uh, you should go. We, we get we make, more of this. We get more week. of this every week for the low price of $3 a month. So less than a dollar per episode. Once you oh reach the... Uh, That's a steal right there. We're almost to the goal where I will release the Los Angeles manuscript. Uh, so we're almost there, everybody. <laughs> we just need you to start subscribing. Uh, and I think... I don't know. I think that does it for plugs. Uh, anything, anything either of you would like to say before I take it in for a landing? Uh, mashallah, uh, death to America. Correct. Uh, XOXO. Gossip Doug. <laughs>